This is American Real, where we aim to inspire, empower, and enlighten you through the stories of our guests. Here's your host, Roger Brooks. Can you talk a little bit about um, women empowerment, uh, especially as it re- relates to your experience as a single mom and as an entrepreneur? When I decided I had um, the ownership of my life, that empowered me completely. Taking responsibility for what we're doing is one thing, and then being able to organize yourself and be accountable to yourself is another thing. Sometimes we think we have to be brave and we have to be, you know, strong. And, and yes, we do. But vulnerability is also being strong and brave. So if we need to ask for help, if we need to find some different ways to, to do what we want to do, that's fine too. That's okay. Let me guess, you're an entrepreneur looking for ways to grow your business online. And you've probably tried everything to grow your business, including social media, SEO, even paid ads, only to find out that nothing truly works. So what if I told you that writing a book that goes on to become a bestseller is the magic wand, and that you can do it in as little as 30 days, two weeks, or even over a weekend in some cases, without spending more than 10 minutes a day. Would you be interested? My name is Roger Brooks, and I'm the founder and host of American Real TV, where I interview world-class guests to empower others through the essence of story. But I didn't get here overnight, and my mission certainly doesn't end here. Ever since I was a little boy, it's been my dream to empower others through the craft of writing and storytelling. And throughout my life, I came across several mentors who pushed me toward my passion for writing books and helping others to do the same. There is no greater joy than to be working with aspiring authors and to help them establish true credibility within their industry by writing and publishing their first book, which I'm proud to say have all gone on to become bestsellers. Now, you're seeing this video because I just opened enrollment for my new book writing program, where I promise to take you from page one to published in 90 days or less. I will be personally working with you to overcome the same fears and obstacles that kept me from pursuing my dreams all of those years. Simply click on the link below to see how I could help you become a first-time best-selling author I look forward to seeing you on the inside. This is American Real. I am Roger Brooks. My guest today is Viviana Vavancourt. You are a licensed mental health counselor, certified coach, and author. Viviana, welcome to the show. Thank you, Roger. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I appreciate it. And we got connected on LinkedIn. It seems like everyone's getting connected on LinkedIn. This platform is just exploding. And I'd love to get your quick take on how how you utilize LinkedIn and um, if it's been part of your growth as an entrepreneur, as an author, as a coach. Yes, actually, I've been on LinkedIn like forever. 
you know, I, but recently is when I, I got more active on LinkedIn, actually, I've started even writing on LinkedIn and, and using much more of their, their services than, than I had before. And I've been, it's, I've only used it before as a platform for building relationship with, which is great. But now I'm, I am starting to use it as a marketing platform also and a way to reach more people, more than what I, when I only have in my, in my profile, in my, in my following, you know, um, by the right, by writing articles on it. But also I got, like, let's say in the last couple of months, connected with some, you know, very, very good people around different fields because i don't know if i if you know that i also launched a, a podcast a couple of months ago yes i saw that uh -huh. so yes yes uh, so i i i've been connecting with different people and i actually interviewed one of them for my podcast and it was like something like for a two-week uh, thing, you know, like we connected, we talked, we, and we decided to do the interview. The same happened, like the same that happened to you, or to you and me, like, you know? It's fantastic. And I think the name of your podcast is called Strive Podcast. Is that right? That's the name of my podcast. Tell us about that. How did you get interested in starting your own podcast? Well, my, my thing is about reaching more people, you know, with not only my message, with the message of, entrepreneurship um talking about mental health talking about how to have a more balanced life uh and you know uh, like inspiring others to do what what you can do you know and i think a podcast is a great way to do it you know and and it's called the stripe podcast because before that i created a model to change a coaching program to change um, what people need to change in their lives. And it's called the Strive Coaching Program. So now I am doing it through the podcast too. And, and that's my, my the, let's say, the brand I'm building. That's fantastic. And uh, how do you feel about, and I, I took on the background today of Miami because you're down in Southern Florida, but uh, the world is getting smaller, isn't it, with LinkedIn? really doesn't matter where you are today. You could serve people all over. Yes. And that's something I love. Are you, are you finding that as well? I am, yeah. And, you know, I am I'm making a, a, this big net of uh, mental health practitioners, people in the mental health field. And I found people all over the world doing the same, you know, which is great because that's one of the things I want to do, like create awareness about mental health. Not only here in my town, but everywhere else. And why are you so passionate about mental health? What, what got you into the field of becoming a counselor? I mean, it's such wonderful work. It's such an important topic that affects us in, in, in more ways that I think we know. Uh, it's in virtually everything, you know, whether it's sports or, you know, drug addiction or, you know, uh, high pressure jobs. You know, it's 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 our, our youngsters in school and pressure. Um, what got you into it? Well, actually, it's a it's um it goes back to my childhood and my family. My grandpa was a very renowned psychiatrist in Venezuela, where I am from. Wow. So I I like I I grew up 
around that, you know, and I, it, it really fascinates me. And so I always knew that I want to study, that I want to be a psychologist or a, or a mental health counselor. So I graduated in psychology in my country. And then I came here to do my bachelor's in mental health counseling. And I didn't work in mental health for a while. I was doing coaching. I am a certified coach also. So I was doing coaching and working with um, organizations, with um, organizational development, uh, doing consulting in human resources and organizational development. But at, at some point, I felt that I needed to go back to my roots. And I went full circle and I, it, it's just a passion of mine. You know, every time I see a client or I talk to a group or I do something related to mental health, it's, it likes energizes me. Yeah. Would you be able to share a, a, a story or two of how your work has impacted others as far as, um, you know, maybe people are afraid to, to ask for help right but maybe can you talk a little bit about once someone does ask for the help how how you take it from there and, and maybe some of the steps to to help them through okay normally when somebody asks for help is is because they can not deal with that anymore you know you normally don't go and let me prevent something happen and let me you know get a checkup and 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 that's it no you know you go and you are in the problem and things are really bad. So what I, what I do and what counselors do is just and understanding what's going on at the time and giving the person tools to be able to change what they need to change in that moment or giving them coping skills to deal with what's going on, like anxiety attacks or panic attacks. They need coping skills to deal with that and then at the same time, you work with what's causing it. You work with, you know, the actual problem. But you need both as a person. So it is, at the beginning, it is like, let's take you to a more stable, you know, position or, or situation. And then let's start creating new stuff. Let's start doing things differently. Let's start learning other, other ways to do things. That's the way it works. I see. And uh, would you be able to share a tool or two? So say I'm, I'm having, you know, anxiety. What, what might be something that I could do to, to help myself in that moment? Well, uh, breathing always works, you know, like deep yeah. breathing. And deep breathing is you, you inhale counting to three and then you exhale counting to four. Okay. And you do that for let's say five, 10 times when you are in a crisis, okay? And that will help. Also, uh, there are different techniques. I use mindfulness, mindfulness techniques a lot. I am a mindfulness, a certified mindfulness teacher too. Okay. So um, one of them, it, it's called grounding. And it means when you are in that uh, moment of crisis, you, in the room you're at, you start looking at things. Like, let's say there is a computer, there is a lamp, it is chrome, uh, it is on, there is the chair which is black and it feels soft. So you are using all your senses to ground yourself in the moment. Because anxiety is all about the future, what's going on, what's going to happen, what this person is going to say or not. 
and you need to ground yourself in the moment. I love that. And that that's why I love doing these podcasts because, you know, I just don't, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So just <laughs> those two simple tools like that, that helps me. Like, so next time maybe I'm having a, you know, a crazy day, I could just breathe in three seconds, breathe out four seconds. Um, or if you're in, in a place, look at the objects. And I, and I would assume looking at the objects, I think you said it makes you feel more, more present and not thinking about maybe what's, what's causing that anxiety. It brings you back to where you are at, at the moment and what you're doing at the moment. I love that. So let's talk about your book. I know it's written in Spanish. If you could please pronounce it for me because I would not do it justice. It's called The Princesa Adueña de Mi Vida, which in English will say um, from princess to owner of my life. Wow. Mm-hmm. What a wonderful title. And can, can you tell us about the, what, what is the meaning of that title? And please, uh, let's talk a little bit about your book. Yes. The book is about uh, basically what the changes I have encountered in my life at, until that moment. Okay. Because after that, you know, many things have, have happened. But at, until that moment, moment, I went through a lot of big changes in my life. And how did I handle them how what did I learn from them and it ends up with a model to help people change what they need to change in their life okay it's basically a coaching biographical helps help uh, self-help book and this is about your own life is it is it more like a memoir of Mm -hmm. yeah I mean it's about been been i mean growing up as a princess actually because i'm not gonna say i had a difficult childhood or anything because that wasn't my experience my experience was having a life where i had everything i had a wonderful family i still have thank god and i i had like everything planned out i had to go to school uh it was my only job as my parents said I had to do extracurricular activities. I danced for, for a long time. I had, and I played tennis for a long time. I had to go to college. I had to get married. I had to have kids. I had to work if I wanted, you know? And, and I, I got to choose my career, which was great. But my, and, and it wasn't like an imposition, but I felt like my life was all planned out. So I always felt like I was not making decisions for myself. Like I had to do things. Then my dad passed away. My grandmother passed away. I got divorced. I had to raise two very little kids at that time. And I, I mean, everything happened like, in know, in a, I don't know. I want to, I want to say six years or so. So I wasn't prepared for that. I wasn't prepared to have to, deal with that kind of stuff, which happened to everyone, but I didn't have the tools because I was so protected before that I didn't have the tools for that. So I had to learn those tools. So the book is about learning new tools, learning new thing, new ways to do things and coping with things that happens in life. Wow. Uh, I'd love to know. So when, when you talked about, you know, the things you had to do, uh, it sounds like you maybe grew up, even though you're a princess, you grew up in a very strict household, right? Yeah. Um, but when you, when you get into, the, say, the education, and then you said, I had to get married. 
What does that mean? I mean, it wasn't it wasn't uh, an imposition, as I said, but it was the like the natural progression of things. Okay. okay. It was expected of me. You know. But it wasn't a uh, it wasn't a, a marriage that was arranged. No, 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 no. Okay. 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 It was just. I mean, I could not have been married. Sure. Know? So just taking the traditional path that most of us do, exactly. right? Okay. And then there was crisis, um, and and within that six year period, and you didn't have the tools to be able to to right. deal with that, even though you went to school, right? I mean, I went to the best schools in my in my country, and or, I, I I had all the opportunities I could have. Right. Yeah. I mean, but you you studied psychology, correct? So you're saying even if you go to school and you study psychology, you still may not be prepared for yeah. for life's because let me tell you, you I can be a, a counselor and, and, and I think every every other counselor will back me up on this. You are prepared to help other people but not yourself. You know, you cannot it's not the same applying those things to yourself. Like oh. you need to go through things to be able to actually learn how to how to take that on, on, on practice, you know, how to practice the, the things you say to others that they have to do. Right. So Viviana, if we could help some people that might be younger, okay, so say they're in their early 20s or they're just getting married or whatever it is, um, anything that you would have, that you learned that you maybe would have been able to apply then, or is it just something that you have to go through? Yeah. Uh, one the the thing that i think is more the most the most important thing is to take responsibility for your decisions and your actions you know many times we don't want to make decisions because we don't want to take responsibility for the results of those decisions right and then we let others make decisions for us and you know they can be very um they can make the decisions the best decisions they think they are making for us because they are well um how do you say that intended. they are well intended exactly yeah. um but it's probably not the, the the decision that we made and we are not like exercising our, our power there okay so but some some of most of the time when we let others to make decisions for us it's because we don't want to take responsibility for the the results of that decisions. If it goes bad, it's your fault because you made that decision. Okay. Yeah, I listened to a video earlier today, and the, the gentleman was saying, you know, in 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 his mind, there are no excuses. Like we have to take responsibility for all of our actions. You can't make excuses, and um, I think that's what you're saying here, right? Is that um, if, if we let others make those decisions for us, then that in itself, you know, we should go with our, with our gut feeling. Right. Right. Not only with our gut feeling it's it's our decision. The responsibility is ours. You know? okay. and, and, and it's hard to make some decisions, but at, at the end it's your decision. You know, in psychology, there is something called um, locus of control and it's, it can be internal or external. So when you put the responsibility outside, outside of yourself, like your wife, in your wife, your parents, your, the country, the economy, whatever it is, it is locus, external locus of control. You're not taking responsibility for that. And then there is other people that have internal locus of control, which means I, I did this to myself or I 
that this happened because I did, I did this or that. Okay. Now, when I see that, I, I am able to change what I need to change. But if I'm putting the, the responsibility outside of myself, I cannot change anything. I don't have control of that. Okay. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. So uh, the book itself, it's written in Spanish. Is that correct? Yes, it is. And do you have plans to do an English version? I do. Of course I do. Yeah, I am working on that. Great. Yeah, that'll, that'll be wonderful. Um, okay, so let's, uh, let's, let's uh, move on to, uh, you, I know you have a new book in the works. Is, is that the book or is it something completely different? I have two different books in the works, actually. Uh -huh. One of that, one is that, and, and it's going to be like a, second, like a second version or something a little bit different because I'm going to add some things. And the other one, it's about, actually about a women's group uh, it's also related to reality a little bit because we, at, at this point, we have uh, with a group of 12 other women, we have, um, uh, I don't know how to call it, um, an empowerment group or something like that. Um, it's actually called Life, Hack, Life Hacks Group, where we share every month, we, sh we, we meet and we share different things that, has, that have worked for us in life. And we present that to the others and we, and we you know, um, discuss that. So we are empowering ourselves with the hacks in our lives. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. And can you talk a little bit about um, women empowerment, uh, especially as it re relates to your experience as a single mom and as an entrepreneur? Yes. Women empowerment is another of my passions. You know, I've, in, and it's related to the to the title in my book. So when I when I decided I had um, the ownership of my life, that empowered me completely. You know, so I started you know doing things for myself. I started building businesses. I started doing you know I want to do this, and I went and did it. And I think that started happening in my life. So uh, I I been you know involving women in groups and and in different areas to actually inspire them with that message i created um some time ago a group uh an um networking group uh of women and we got to have like 2000 women in the group in in like a year and I had to leave that group because I couldn't do everything at the same time. I was building my practice at the same time and it wasn't not physically possible for me, but uh, it was a great experience. Great That's incredible. Experience. Did you do that on Facebook or how, how did you get so many people into one group? Yeah, I do. I do that with, with uh, social media, but also we had uh, actually in-person meetings every two months or something like that. Mm -hmm. And we, get, we gather like uh, 80 or, or 100 women in those. In those it's so great. And for women that are listening who are feeling like, they, you know, they need to be part of something like this, mm -hmm. what do you say to them? How do, how do we empower more women to take, take a bit, uh, you know, a, a page out of your book, so to speak, that, that you, you know, you, you did it. You know, you're a living example of that. Um, so I, I, I want to, before I answer that, I wanted to go back to the, the single mother thing, because I have been a single mom for, 
I want to say 20 years now. I've, I've been divorced for 20 years. And at the beginning, it was easier because they were, they were little and, and, you know, I had financially, I was okay. And, and I didn't have all the problems that single mom, moms have. But then I moved countries and it made that a little bit harder. You know, I moved countries with my two kids. And I, I, was have, I was doing my master's and I had to start working after that and all that. And, and, and it made it harder. But I think that taking responsibility for what we're doing is one thing. And then being able to organize yourself and be accountable to yourself is another thing, you know. And, and be involved in everything you do. Like, do it with a purpose. Like, I want to do this. And why do I want to do this? And, and not getting distracted, you know. Because many, many things are coming. Shiny things will come. You know, and you will think, okay, I'm going, maybe it's better if I do this. This will give me money faster or something like that, you know. But no, you are, you have this purpose, you stay in it and you, and you do it, you know. And at the end, as a single mom, you are being a model for your kids. You I'm, so, I'm so glad you said that because it is hard uh, for us to kind of stay in that lane and, yes. and making sure that we're making good decisions, mm -hmm. uh, not only for today, but or tomorrow and, and, and thereafter. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's wonderful. Going back to my, my earlier question, um, any any words of encouragement for, for women? I'm sorry, I didn't answer your question. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> uh, it's basically, I mean, I see women as capable of everything they, they can imagine, okay? And, and it's, we are used to, to use a lot of excuses to not let ourselves do what we want to do. You know, we are, generally, we are in the middle of what we want. We are ourselves in the middle of what we want. There is nothing else but ourselves. you know, and, and that's it. You know, don't use any excuses, excuses. And if you need someone to, to make you accountable, find an accountability partner, find a group that will be, you know, your accountability partner. I had a, a coaching group, which was wonderful, that I participated in. I didn't, I didn't lead. I participated in as a, as a member. Uh, and for me, it was wonderful because they were my accountability partners, you know. And, and that's a need we have. So sometimes we think we have to be brave and we have to be, you know, strong. And, and yes, we do. But vulnerability is also being strong and brave. So if we need to ask for help, if we need to find some different ways to, to do what we want to do, that's fine too. That's okay. That's awesome. Yeah, and uh, for women to find these groups, what do you recommend? Do, 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 do you recommend uh, social media? Do you re recommend Facebook? I recommend social media. I recommend, of course, Google them. And I recommend start, start um, networking. You know, networking is a beautiful thing. It's Especially really if you get a referral, right, from someone? That's firsthand. Right. right. But not only that, you will build relationships. You know, I, I learned that I don't go and network to find a, a client because I'm not going to find a client with that specific meeting that night. Maybe I will, but I, that's not my purpose. My purpose is to build a community, to build a net, a safety net where I can, you know, 
I maybe you are a lawyer and I can I can hire you for something or maybe I can help you do something even though you're not my client but I can help or maybe we can go and create a workshop and do a workshop together I don't know possibilities are endless you know but you need to create that community for yourself awesome great let's uh, talk about entrepreneurship yes. what does entrepreneurship mean to you uh, a lot of things it means um, it means freedom not in terms of you know what people think it is like I have all the time in my life and I am going to the beach every day and no, 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 no. <laughs> <That's all right. laughs> reality. <laughs> you know? It's me. It means freedom to do what I want to do my own way. Okay. It means a lot of responsibility because it is all on my shoulders, especially when we are, when we are studying in, in, in a business it, and it's a, it's a lot of work. That's why I recommend people that it's getting into, uh, uh, it's creating a, a business that do something that you really, really like and find your passion and also find your purpose. You know, because if not, I've, I've no, I, many times I've had to tap on why am I doing this? Because sometimes it's hard and sometimes, and you also need to be prepared for uncertainty. You know, which is, I, I, this was so, one of my big things that I learned because before I was very afraid of uncertainty. I couldn't deal with that. And now being an entrepreneur, that's what you have. You know, it can be great one day and it can be horrible the next day, you know, but then you tap into why you're doing that, your why and your purpose. And then the following day might be much better. I'm sure like anything, the more you do it and the more experiences of uncertainty that you have, the better you get at responding. Right, right. And, and for me also, entrepreneurship is a way to reach more people, to, to create community, to, you know, um, work in teams that are not uh, restricted in, a, in, a, in the culture of an organization but that can serve you know as many people as you want to serve awesome mm -hmm. what does a typical day look like for you what does what does it entail well one of the things i love of my of being an entrepreneur is that no no one day is the same as the other you know? That's great. i get bored doing what the same thing all over again so i i love that you know but I I would wake up and uh, I will you know make some tea and then meditate and then uh, work out and then go or sit to work at my house or go to the office and work at the office or seeing clients or have uh, meetings if I have meetings outside I I do workshops I do different things so I sometimes have meetings outside of the office but it's 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 very diverse i mean my day my days are very different but normally i start with some self-care like i i would meditate and i would uh work out and then i, I will start my my work day okay? awesome. and normally I, I i do work 10 or 12 hours a day 
Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And, you know, I'm sure some people might be listening to this. In a, one of my mentors said this recently that, you know, what is drinking tea or, you know, self-care or working out have to do with my work later in the day? Absolutely everything. Right? <laughs> Absolutely everything because it, it sets the tone. Yes. I always say you can have the day you want to have, you know, if you set the tone, as you say, at the beginning of the day. If you start the day all rushed and, and you know, not having time to even have breakfast or, or whatever you need to do and you run out of the door and you, then you get traffic, you get into traffic and you are rushed, and your day is going to be like that all day. You know, you're starting like that. So uh, you need to set the tone for the day yourself at the beginning of the day. You know? And self-care is super important super important because how am i going to work 10 12 days 10 hours uh if i am not physically and mentally prepared for that that's hard it is hard if you're not prepared when you you are prepared it seems easy but it's 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 so much more manageable i'm tired at the end of the day of course right but i am happy yeah and and what a difference to be happy right fulfillment of loving what we do on a day-to-day basis, helping others, forming networks, being part of groups. I've had times where I'm where I didn't where I didn't like what I was doing, and that's horrible. That that feeling is 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 feeling miserable, you know. But at that times, I I did it because I I had to do it because, but always with the vision of I'm doing this right now because I have to do it. But what I'm going to do is this, this, and that after this. I'm so glad you brought that up because I know many people feel stuck in their careers or in their jobs. And you know what? It's okay to have a little bit of a side hustle, right? Do, do what we're doing now. Have a podcast or be part of a group or write a book or something that you're passionate about that could give you that added spark to know that you're going somewhere. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean let's say uh, three years ago or so i found myself with no job no car nothing at the same time and it was a very very hard time in my life so i had to sit with myself and okay what am i gonna do from here you know and i that's when i was i was i got back to mental health so i have my i have my education i have my resources i had this experience and i have so let's put it to work so I was, I, I, I got employed in a community mental health agency, which I loved working with my clients, but I hated the, the agency work. Okay. Well, that was horrible for me. And I'm not a, an employee. I'm an entrepreneur. I, I, I haven't been employed for, for a long time in my life. And at the same time, I, I, I kept doing the consulting work and I, and I was teaching at a university and I was, I was doing something else. I don't, I can remember right now where was it, but I had like four different jobs at that time. And I knew that was the way to get out of that situation. And then when I was more stable, I left the agency and I grew, I grew, oh, I was doing private practice. That was the first thing. I grew my private practice and I was able to leave um, the teaching job and focus much more in the private practice. So that's where I am right now. And I love that because you talk about the time, whatever it was, three years ago, when you may have been at your, maybe one of your lowest moments. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you could have went one of two ways. You could have 
gone into say depression and self-pity or or you could do what you did and that say okay i'm gonna dig deep i'm gonna work hard i don't care if i have to do two three four things at the same time to get out of this place wonderful that's such an amazing story and i'm so glad you shared that so let's uh let's chat about mental health the importance of mental health I know you like to talk about life balance and, and as you said before, self-care. Mm-hmm. How important is mental health to you? Oh, my God. I mean, it's my life. Let's say, let's start with that. But uh, it's, it's super important. We, we've known, I mean, right now we've heard a lot of celebrities and, and famous people talking about their mental health issues and creating awareness of that and, and all that. But um, just in my little, you know, circle with my private practice and all, I, I've had many, many clients. And that's why I, I, I said before that people don't come to therapy until they are really in a bad place, you know. And that's one of the reasons because of the mental health stigma, you know. I'm not going to go to therapy because I'm not crazy, you know. So uh, that's one of the things I would... I, I am committed to to fight like the stigma of only the people that goes to therapy or take care of themselves in that way are the people that are crazy or have uh, a serious illness, you know, and that's not true. <laughs> yeah. How do, how do, how do we as a society get over this stigma? How do we get past it? I should say, because it, it's, again, it, it, it is probably the most important topic today. I think it's about education, you know. What is actually a mental illness? What is actually, you know, a, what is ther- therapy for real, you know? What, what, what does that mean to be, to have a mental illness? To, and, and for me, it's the same as to have a, a physical diagnosis, like, People have diabetes, people have um, cardiac diseases, people have different autoimmune diseases, which are very, very tied to mental health, but that's another topic. Um, and nobody are, you know, uh, no, nobody is um, criticizing them for that. Nobody is telling them just get better, just deal with it, just, you know. Uh, get up from your bed and, and go to work and, and be happy. Nobody's telling them that, you know. The stigma. Exactly. Exactly. So education is the first, you know, our, our first tool to to get rid of that stigma, I think. And just talk about it like we are right now, you know. Just bring the topic out, you know. Talk about that. I talk about that everywhere. I talk about that all the time. No, I'm just myself. So we need more people to do this. Right. No. And that's, again, what I love about doing uh, these, these podcasts is that we're able to reach, you know, between you and I and our networks, Uh thousands of people, Exactly. which is great. So hopefully, you know, people that are listening, uh, they could help themselves if they need help or, or help someone else that they know of just by, getting over that stigma of, of, of mental health and, and bringing, um, you know, the heartfelt um, uh, uh, need to, to get better, right. To, 
to get help, to get you yeah. know, a professional to talk to, right. medication if you need it. And I, I like how you talked about like diabetes, right? So if, you know, if I have diabetes, I'm diagnosed, I'm going to get help. And, and, and people are like, okay, that's Nobody's normal. telling you eat sugar. You should be eating sugar, you know? Right. Yeah. So it's the same thing with mental health. Right. Wonderful. Wow. Well, this has been uh, an enlightening uh, time with you. What's next for you? What are you working on that's exciting that we could, that we could, I know about the book, you mentioned that, but anything else that we could be on the lookout for? I'm working on the on the books. I'm working. I'm, I'm working on some workshops. I am working on a retreat for women, and I'm working on another thing. I cannot say right now. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, that's good. That must be top top secret. That's really good. That's exciting. That's exciting. Yeah. So that's what I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I'm also working on something. So yeah. I could tell, Viviana. If people want to reach you, what's the best way to connect with you? Okay, my social media is at Vivi Bettencourt. My webpage is www.vivibettencourt.com. Okay, or you can put my name on, on online on Google and, and you'll find me. Great, yes, and we'll also put the links in our show notes so people could click right to you. And look, this has been a great conversation. It's, it's so great to connect with you. Uh, I have two last questions because okay. I, 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 would, I would feel, I, I just need to ask these to, to you. So if you were to t- take your cell phone and call the 20-year-old Viviana, what would you tell her? I will tell her that um, I, I just need to trust myself a little bit more. And I need to take responsibility for my own life and my own decisions, but I am going to be okay and everything is going to be fine. Awesome. Great. Great. And then the last question, which I ask every guest, Mm -hmm. uh, at the end of the day, you have a lot of work to do, but when your work is done, what, what do you want your legacy to be? Well, my legacy is, Actually, I'm, I think I'm actually leaving my legacy, which is my, my children, you know, my two sons. I, we have a great relationship, and they are very, two very mature young men. They are 20 and almost 23 now, and they are, as I said, taking responsibility for their own, their own life, and we, you know, discuss things very, you know, in a, in a very adult way, and, and also they are taking care of themselves. So just seeing that, I, I, that's it for me. You know, that, that's a lot. That's, a lot. that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Viviana Benincourt, you are amazing. Thank you so much for coming on our show. We can't wait to spread the word about your work. And welcome to the American Real family. Thank you so much for having me, Roger. You're amazing too. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into American Real. Be sure to visit our website, AmericanReal.tv, or search for us on iTunes or YouTube for past episodes. While you're there, please rate us or leave us a review, as that helps others find our show. I am truly grateful and appreciate all of your support. If you'd like to be part of our inner circle or want one-on-one coaching, check out the American Real Learning Academy, where we have self-help groups and courses so you can build the best you. We also have a new Facebook group where you can connect with high achievers from around the world. 
If you want to go even further, maybe you're determined to write your own book or launch your own podcast, contact me today to see if we could help. You could reach me through Instagram or Facebook or email me directly at roger at americanreal.tv. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week.